Welcome to TalkErie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie, PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. I am super excited to uh, begin this conversation with the folks from Picasso's Erie, the art of food. We have Ray Stoltz, Donnie Wisniewski. Great to see you, gentlemen. Great to see you, Joel. Hey, how are you, sir? We're glad that you're here. All right, we're a family show. We like to get origin stories. We'll start with you, Ray. How did you come up? Are you an Erie kid, or did you transplant in? It was 1977. It was a fall, (laughs) crisp October morning. It wasn't that. My mom was in the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm an Erie boy. I've been here my whole life. I love Erie. Where'd you Uh, go to high school? I went to McDowell. Nice. Yep. Um, Basically grew up Mill Creek, you know, average childhood, kickball, you know, all that fun stuff. And uh, Did you you have like a bent to get into food service? You know, what's funny is Picasso's is the first food, it's the first restaurant I've ever been involved with. Like I've never done anything else. Absolutely. Like I've never, I mean, don't get me wrong. My mom's best friend is Patty from Patty's Pizza. Yeah. And there is an actual Patty and she was like one of the most amazing people that's ever walked the earth. And um, she... I, I did. I grated cheese there for like a summer. You know what I mean? Oh my yeah, god! That's all you can. They had this big old cheese grater, and you had to like push this thing with all your might to grate these big blocks of cheese, <laughs> probably to save eight cents a pound. You oh, know what I mean? Sure. Like, because they bought it in the bulk. You know, right, so. right, right. Ray's not doing anything. We'll have him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ray'll do it. You know, these huge mounds of grated oh, um, yeah. uh, mozzarella. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. Wow. But I mean, uh, well, what were, what were your main gigs before getting into the business here? Uh, I was a manager for Best Buy for a long time. You know, I was there for well, I don't know since it started two thousand. I was there when they opened the doors, and um, then I, I mean. Me and my brother have, I mean, we've owned a post office and a bar and, you know, like a little Postal Express and, you know, we buy businesses, sell it and chop it up. Kind and, of a know. serial yeah, entrepreneur kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Anything, you know, we grew up really poor, so anything to scrape through, you know, any, any yeah. way to, like, survive, make a buck, figure it out, like, that was our thing. So between me and my brother, we've done it all, you know. Beautiful. Donnie, I know you have food service in your background, but tell us how you come up. How did I come up? Yeah. I was born here in Erie in the early in the mid sixties. All right. And uh got into the food industry right out of high school. Sixties, dang. I know, right? Ancient history over here. <laughs> Although Joe, I think, was born before me. I, so. I, I am a bit older than you. Yeah, exactly. Do you remember the moonshot? Or were you young, old you enough guys? to remember the uh, man landing on the moon? Not not physically. See, no. yeah, the, that's I mean, that's, that's the difference. Because I, I was six when that happened, sixty-eight. Okay. Yeah, I, I was 69. not even. I was not even Seven. four yet. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, not to me. But uh, yeah, yeah, right out of high school, I got into the food industry. Um, Did you go to McDowell too? I went to John McClain. John McClain. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, uh, right out of high school, I started working in the food industry. I worked at uh, Howard Johnson's and Wendy's, and Wendy's actually gave me my first shot, and I worked up through their system, got all the way up to district uh, manager wow. with them um, in. Two different cities. Basically. Well, you started the Wendy's on Route Eight, right? Yeah, I, mean, I opened that store for them back in '92. Actually, uh, last week was uh, my 30th anniversary from being out of there. So that's crazy. That is. Yeah, we opened that store June 24th, 1992, and I was t- retelling a story on Facebook the other day about it, and it's uh, it's an interesting story for sure. But you know, opening a brand new restaurant like that mm-hmm. can be full of interesting stories all by itself and and the owner of the restaurant was there that day and he's you know we're putzing around trying to get the store ready to go for that week and he goes hey Donnie why don't you throw a couple burgers on the grill and I'm like what so I do and pretty soon he's gathering the crew around to get him to put and get in positions and I'm like I'm wearing a hoodie and a pair of jeans he's like well you got you can go get dressed I'm like I don't have anything here we're open for business boys (laughs) so we opened an hour later did you really oh yeah Wow. Yeah, people just started pulling up to the drive-thru and inside the store. And, you know, I was like, okay, I guess we're open. Were you in the era of Wendy's with, like, the the fresh bar and all that stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I started in um, the mid-'80s. We we made our own salad bar. We'd cut our own product and everything like that. We patted our own meat back then. Um, it was. I just, mean, knowing what you guys know now, can you imagine oh, the all of those variables? Well, oh, all the variables oh, yeah. that go with that. Oh, and, yeah. and you're trying to do 
quick serve, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm just a pretty face. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, no, I'm uh, nightmare. I'm like, no, I'm yeah. sure does sound just, horrible. Just the, the horrific things I could tell you about being in the food industry back then. Yeah. It's, just, it's crazy. Did they literally, I, I'm trying to remember, did they have like the tortilla chips with the, is that was that also part of that salad bar or something? Like they that? They had a fiesta bar at one like point. A fiesta bar, yeah. yeah. It didn't go well. Okay, no. <laughs> it didn't. It was it uh, didn't go here well. today, gone tomorrow. Okay, yes. gotcha. Yeah, it was in and they they, they definitely uh, you know solidified their menu over exactly. the over the thirty yeah, years. That was a quick no. <laughs> that was a quick no. <laughs> I mean, that is one thing with Picasso's. You're like, well, you do salads? I'm like, no, like. We're not going to do something. I'm not going to do anything that mm-hmm. I can't do as well as my sandwiches. You know what I mean? Right. I'm not going to distract from my sandwiches to make like right. ten different thousand different things. You know what I mean? I think these companies do that. They're like, oh, let's do this, let's do that, and then they realize, you know what? Let's just stick to what we know. You know, there, let's, there's yeah, let's a be great there's a very I, I shouldn't call it fancy, but there's a very popular restaurant that is known by the book that its menu. And there's you know there's not one here at Erie, but it's in Cleveland and in Buffalo, whatever. You go to cheesesteak, cheesecake factory. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, they have every. You know, they have multiple menus within their. Oh yeah. With their confines, it's like, how can you do all of that really well? How do you do it all really well is number one. But number two, it's like, how do you keep food waste? You know what I mean? It's oh, like yeah. if no, I mean, you got three hundred things on the menu and nobody orders some. I mean, yeah, unless it's all, all crossover or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like you'd have impossible. to mix. Yeah. I mean, we'll take a sandwich off because it's not selling really well, and and it has like an ingredient that doesn't work on anything else. And we're like, okay, let's get rid of this. Like, time to go. We're only keeping Swiss cheese here for that. Let's just get rid of it. You know, like that kind of thing. So when you're like, how many products to have such a big menu Mm -hmm. you need, and then how much are you wasting just throwing away? Yeah. Like soups, we don't do them in the summer because we throw out products. Like we don't do meatballs anymore because. You know, once your staff gets sick of eating meatballs, free meatballs, like, oh, eat those up, guys. And then by the, you know, you know, three weeks of them eating leftover meatballs because they're not fresh enough to serve yeah. to a customer anymore. Right. Why are we doing this? Let's just not serve them anymore. Tell me about your careers insofar as what parts of your careers were more dealing with other professionals and business people and how much of your careers were dealing with direct to consumer. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, think think about that. Uh and some of your other businesses, was there a lot of direct retail? Um, I mean, I was a manager at Best Buy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you that's know, kind of. That's sure. kind of, you know what I mean? Uh, and then I owned a bar, and we owned, you know, a nightclub, and, you know, there's a lot of that. And then we had a little post office that was down here, and you dealt with people constantly. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I mean. Yeah, it sounds like it was a lot, yeah. a lot of B to C. Sure. How about you, Donnie? Once you got up in the ranks of, of corporate food service. Yeah. Were you just dealing with managers, or did you? Oh, yeah. Once I once I left uh, the store level, the general manager yeah. level, I tell everybody I became a psychologist. Oh my goodness! What oh, are yeah. you talking about? Yeah, it's all people from there at that point on. I've never said like a more like HR. It, exactly. It was. Yeah. It wasn't. It was. There was never a day where I handed my boss my schedule on Monday, and he he would go, "Oh, that's what you're going to do this week." I said, "That's what I want to do this week. That's not what I'm going to do this week. I'm going to deal with this person and this person, yeah. and go to this and have this meeting because it's it's one after the other. And from my standpoint, it's you have to manage the people to manage the business, and that's you know it's like I tell people all the time. When I worked for Dick Fox at, with Wendy's, he had three attorneys on payroll. staff, on payroll. He had general counsel right yeah. there. And so, so he had 31 district managers who never served a burger. Yeah. Wow. And you, you realize once you get to a certain level that you're, you're teaching, you go from this working as what you do to teaching people how to lead. How to manage? Mm-hmm. Like he's he's talking about having you know you got thirty one yeah. district managers. Yeah, thirty one. You have thirty one district managers. You have thirty one districts. Those people have thirty one GMs, or they have six GMs under each exactly. one of those. And now you have to like teach these people how to have a conversation, how to lead. How my mentor for Best Buy, his name was Ryan Monty. Like, I mean, this guy's four feet tall, all fire, amazing. He's, I mean, he taught me a lot of what I know. We go and we sit down with this kid, and we're going to write him up for something. I'm going to write him for something, and Ryan's with me, and he says, uh, and the kid goes, oh, I didn't know. And I, and he goes, Ryan goes, wait, you didn't know that this is how it works? And he goes, 
no, I guess I just didn't know. And he goes, okay. And he goes, well, this is how it works. And if you do it, and if you don't do it, we got to write you up. And, if we, and then eventually, you know, we write you up enough, we fire you. Like, that's how the game yeah. played. And he says, yeah. okay, so it's okay. okay. He goes, all right, go back to work. And then Ryan turns to me and goes, hey, whose fault was that? I go, well, he didn't do what he's supposed to do. I mean, I don't know. And he goes, Ray, that was your fault. He didn't know. You know, when I write someone up, I just slide the paper over. I don't have to say a word. They know they didn't do it. I set clear expectations. They knew they were going to get read enough that they didn't do it. And here it is. Boom. No arguments, no questions, no whatever. If you're ever in a meeting with someone and they are surprised that you're getting written up, you're, it's your fault. It's yeah. your fault. Wow. And that kind of stuff is the stuff that once you get into, you know, like where we are. Like we have a GM for our store. Mm -hmm. And we're teaching that GM how to lead. We're teaching that GM how to do those things. I mean, yeah, we're doing it's small. We're small yeah. in this in this right, role. Right. We're small, so we're still doing this and you know checking this and checking on that and things. But I mean, once you get into Donnie's level of district manager for yeah. a giant thing like that, that's you're like you said, you're psychologist right now. <laughs> do you get any sense of uh, of what it was like, you know, doing doing that level of management in the '90s, let's say? Mm -hmm vis-a-vis -vis in the 2020s and and the kind of I, I, I'm, I'm not here to rag on younger generations yeah, here we go, but, boys. I, but <laughs> I do want to know you know what are the differences that you guys are noticing Don um, I think they the personalities are a lot different now I mean the, I mean you, you talked about it before the show started there's a work ethic change that has gone on, on taking place um, and you have to kind of just tune that out again and and not play in that world and just focus on um i don't care what you think the work ethic is this is what we're going to focus on and right. you kind of have to just push that off to the side and almost reteach people because you know we're we all all of us will talk about how we just grew up in that work ethic mentality and everything like that and so you kind of have to forget about the fact the fact that there's not a good work ethic and just focus on just creating an environment. Well, is, is it a good or bad work ethic or is it a different approach to labor so in 2022? You used the word entitled earlier, you know, like you have this like entitled, like the work. Well, yeah, where is my French fries? Right. Well, you know, I mean, even the workers, you know what I mean? You're getting a thousand dollar signing bonus to work at Taco Bell. They're paying $14 an hour. You know what I mean? Holy There's like smokes. some crazy stuff going on yeah. because they need people that badly. Mm -hmm. When we moved from uh, our old location, we were there for nine years, right next to um, uh, Polacco's, Cold Stone, and Starbucks up by the mall, and we moved into our new location. So we had some choices to make, right? It was, COVID was happening, you know. Um, we were low on staff, not understaffed by any means, but we were low on staff, and they're working hard. And we made this conscious decision to, instead of transitioning from one restaurant to another, let's just, let's shut down. Mm. Because right now, if we lay off our employees, they'll get six hundred dollars a week, because they were during that, during that, that yeah. money that wow. everybody was yes. getting all the yeah. unemployment. But I said to them, "I'll lay you off, and I'm giving you a vacation, but you'll be back to work on this date, because I'm your your unemployment will be shut off on this date because I have work for you." Yeah. And they were all like, "Great! I mean, these mm -hmm. kids are making some of them are making a couple hundred bucks a week, going to six hundred bucks a week. It's like." It's a gift. Yeah. It's a gift. Yeah, you get a yeah. vacation. You get paid. Go, We're moving anyhow. Go do what you want to do for go a little bit. Go do what you need to do, but you're coming back to work. Yeah. So wow. almost all of them came back to work. We sure. lost like one or yeah, two. Yeah, one or two, but not, nothing. But they but, were on their way out that, anyhow. But I was going to say that is a, that's a track record or a success, a, re, a success record that most – small businesses right, can right. even indicate so when we were doing a move we'd still say hey come in and paint the inside of picasso's you want some yeah. extra work we'll yeah. do some extra work so painting the inside whatever, of yeah. picasso's we yeah, clean whatever i mean we're sure. still anybody who wants to work we've got work for you coming to work so we had people come in show up we had like four or five of them in and i said hey donnie go down to uh little caesar's let's feed these guys let's give them some pizza right donnie goes down to 38th and liberty walks in says i need two hot and readies and the girl says it'll be an hour and a half she was the only one there. Yeah. And he goes, that's, an hour and a half. And she looks you imagine what defeated this? in the eyes and said, I'm the only one here. Can you it, imagine the stress on that poor girl? I'm, I said, I'm did sorry. you offer her a job? <laughs> she there. showed up for work today. Come work for us. Yes. Thursday, there you go. Thursday noon, 38th and Liberty. And that poor girl is there by herself, wow. slinging pizzas, yeah. working the register, answering the phone, doing all those things. Come wow. On. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's what we were dealing with. All right, so gentlemen, let's talk about 
how this gig started. What was the uh, what is the origin of the idea of starting a sandwich shop, Donnie? What, like, you, you want to go, Donnie? I'll start, start first. Yeah. Okay. So you have to start our, our relationship, and that was we met. Um, I was looking for work at the time, and I went in, into Best Buy interview there. And right, um, yeah. uh, the GM at the time asked me what I wanted to do, and she said, I said, I don't really care. Just put me wherever. And she said, okay. And so she unfortunately put me with Ray. He's, he's the he's the department manager of the mobile phone uh, section, and mobile phones were starting to hit their stride. It was like the end of 2011. Okay, so the yeah, iPhone we're, four we're was out. We're celebrating the yes. iPhone history, yeah. right? Yeah. The yeah. iPhone four was out. Yeah, um, just going to the 4s at some point mm-hmm. in that process. And so I bump into Ray in his department there, and he, oh, through the course of about a week, finds out that I have the restaurant business in my background, and. Um, Excellent. He, he starts he starts um, mildly pursuing the idea of opening a restaurant and um, in no uncertain terms I said no I'm not interested I'm not doing it so let's take it one step back uh, my brother and I just went in and um, we bought a pizza shop so at the oh. time my brother and I are just hustling you know what I mean like I walked in I bought everything in the pizza shop for five grand I had stuff sold for five grand you know what I mean so I I was left with half the stuff. Wow. So I'm like, I knew going in, I'm going to pay five grand for this. I've got something sold for 6000 So I've already got my money back, plus I have all this extra stuff. And I say to my brother, hey, uh, you know, we could open a deli with what we have. We don't need fryers. We don't need any of that crazy stuff. We could mm-hmm. just open a deli. And my brother says, absolutely not. Right. <laughs> we had a bar's time. We were doing good. We are hustling this, hustling that. He goes, right. no, absolutely not. So then I go to Best Buy and I say, hey, Donnie, we should open a sandwich shop. And he says, no way. (laughs) So then I say, oh, that's too bad because my brother Matt's really excited about opening this sandwich shop. (laughs) And he goes, what? And I go, yeah, he's all in. He He lock rolled you. Absolutely. And then I go to Matt and Matt's like, I go, dude, we could do this deli. And he's like, he goes, dude, why would we open a deli? I said, because this guy at Best Buy has got 30 years of experience, and he is stoked about opening a sandwich shop. Wow. I am fried. <laughs> yes, you're fried. And it's not till after we had this lease signed, mm-hmm. and now uh, we're painting inside the new shop, where they're like, I, this was your right. idea, Donnie. Wow. No, it wasn't. What, was a, like, what, what about location? I feel like one of the geniuses of Picasso's is the mall location. Can you talk about that? I'll talk about it. Um, one of the great parts for us was we we decided through our menu that we were going to be the Starbucks of sandwich shops, okay? Apple. Yeah. Starbucks. Starbucks. One of those you know, big players, yeah. okay? okay? Because our sandwiches are so different and, you know, there's a robust flavor to them and everything like that. And so if you look at the Starbucks building, you have to look at the whole building, basically. And we just got all of that exposure, basically, f- for the price of our rent, okay? Yeah. The hard part was is getting people to walk up those stairs and turn right, mm-hmm. okay? They all walked upstairs and turned left because Cold Stone and Starbucks were to the left, and we got people to turn right. Do you wow. know uh, Andy from Andy's Equipment? I think so, yeah. So Andy says, hey, you should look at that spot. And I tell him I'm, I'm thinking about opening this shop, and he goes, and I go, yeah, I called, and no one's called me back. He said, well, go knock on the door. That's not like you at all. And I was like, yeah, yeah that's not like me. Like, why? I'm so, I just knocked so off. passive. Exactly. I was so passive. Like, wait a minute. He goes, dude, that, what are you doing? And I was like, yeah. Which is surprising with Andy because he talked you out of a lot of things. I'm oh, like, yeah. What the oh, heck did sure. you let him do that? Yeah, yeah. And, awesome. I mean, but he's a good dude. He'll yeah. live. You, mm-hmm. you tell Andy something, he'll say, yeah, no, don't do that. Or don't do this. He's been in the game 60 years. He's seen a million people try. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. he's seen it all. So, yeah. And we um, we got that location. Yes. Right? It was filthy. It was filthy. We go in there, and we're, like Donnie said, we're watching people, and we're like, <gasps> And they turn left to Starbucks. I'm like, ah. they turn left to Starbucks. They turn left to Starbucks. And uh, I'm like, we got to get these people to turn right. Right, exactly. We don't know what's, mm-hmm. what's going to happen. A lot of curiosity. Yeah, sure. It's sure. like we're in a fishbowl. People walk up, look in the window, look at the menu on the wall, and right. like that. It's chalkboard menu. And, yeah. yeah. But the Lee Roslin yeah. is what made it happen. You know, the Twinkie ham and cheese. Right. That's what put us on the map. Yeah. Exactly. Right. yeah, we we don't have time to tell that story just yet because we've got about a minute before the bottom of the hour news. But I tell you what, um, 
it is it is in the sandwiches that seem to build the raving fans, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely, definitely. I mean, because it's not us. I mean, people I mean, just kind of—we're well, well, beautiful. We're people. handsome, but I mean, well, they fixate on—they fixate on on a sandwich, right? I mean, oh yeah, the repeat customers. When we first opened, I we sold a Mona Lisa, and I was walking out, and the girl was in her car, and she was taking a bite of the sandwich, and, and I, she's eating the sandwich, and I look at her, and I go, "Honey, there's there's seats inside. You know, you don't have to sit in your car." And she goes, "I want to tell you something. I was going to take one bite of this, wrap it up, and drive home." She goes. This is the last bite. She goes, the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. One of my favorite stories because at that moment I was like, this yeah. is it. This, this is it. What, what turned, you, you said it was the Lee Roslin that turned the kind of the people from just making the left for Starbucks to making the right into Picasso's. Talk about that. So, I mean, first thing. I want to mention real quick is this is our 10-year anniversary. So we've been doing this. We've been making sandwiches for 10 years. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy Incredible. that this yeah. happened 10 years ago, you know. Yeah, so we're going to celebrate that this weekend. Yeah, this That's weekend. Awesome. Uh, both Friday, or, uh, both Saturday and Sunday, first 50 people in get uh, either a T-shirt or free sandwich or the chance for free Picassos for a whole year. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah, amazing. So we got a yeah, one nice person. Both one days. person both days will get uh, Picassos for a year. So stop in. It'll Pretty be exciting. Absolutely. Very much. So I own a bar at the time, and my friend is a girl who's doing uh, reporting for, uh, I don't know if it was 12 or 24, I don't know which one mm -hmm. at the time, but every time something was going on downtown, I mean, I had a scoop, you know, I was down, I was in the thick of it at the time, and I'd be like, hey, she get over here, this is going on, and she'd always be the first person on the spot, <laughs> so she was like, she loved me, she would like, hey, what's going on, she'd come to my bar, and then, you know, I'd, I'd give her a little, little I'd feed her little crumbs, like, here you go, go yeah. go make some news, you know, that kind of deal. So I said to her, I go, hey, there's a new sandwich shop that uh, they, have a, they have a Twinkie on a sandwich. And she goes, what, really? I go, yeah, they have, like, raviolis on sandwiches, they have mac and cheese on sandwiches. Like, it's supposed to be amazing. She goes, oh, who's the owner? Where's the information? I said, it's me. She goes, <laughs> oh. She goes, oh, I'm coming. I'll be ready. I'll, I'll come. We'll do a story. She goes, I go, come eat a Twinkie ham and cheese on air. She goes, Absolutely. So, okay, cool. So, um, the Twinkie ham and cheese came about because my brother was like, have you ever seen UHF, the movie? Yeah. I, I Weird Al. Weird Al, yeah. Weird Al, right? yeah. So, he cuts a Twinkie down the middle. He puts a hot dog in it. And then he puts spray cheese on it. <laughs> then he dunks it in his coffee and he takes a bite, right? Oh, my. He called it the Twinkie wiener sandwich. Like, that was his deal. <laughs> oh, yes. And my older brother said, hey, why don't you uh, why don't you put a Twinkie wiener sandwich on? And Donnie and I at this time, I mean, we're like, I want to be the apple of sandwich shops i want to be the starbucks of sandwich shops. we're building this thing with a chain in mind we want it to be mm. done right everything's yeah. right the menu's right i'm like i'm not putting a twinkie i'm not putting a twinkie wiener sandwich on my menu i'm not happening right and then i was sitting there and i was with my staff and i go why don't we put a twinkie on a sandwich <laughs> and they were like what i go why don't we put a twinkie on a sandwich They're like uh because it's disgusting i said i guess we'll find out Next day, I walk in. I've got a box of Twinkies under my arm. I'm walking in, you know, doing a little like I'm kind of like prancing <laughs> in, you know. They're like, "What are you doing?" I wow. said, "I'm making a Twinkie ham and cheese." And they were like, "I can't really? wait till you yeah. tell the story about me, me trying it for the first yeah. time." So I like, I put it on the grill, put it down, grill it up, take a bite, set it down. My whole staff's watching me, and they go, "What do you think?" I go, "I said I think that's going to put us on the map." Mm. 22 days later, Jay Leno's people were calling saying, hey, we want to do a joke about your sandwich. And I said, hey, Don, you got to try the sandwich. <laughs> That's right. So I'm like, no, I'm good. Because no, seriously, just try it. So I cut it up, take a bite of it. He's like watching me intently. I'm like, yeah. Finally, he goes, what do you think? I said, I can't wait for my next bite. Oh, my. And wow. that phrase right there set our standard of sandwich. Mm -hmm. So it's board worthy, which means... If you don't want to take a bite, another bite, before you swallow your first bite, it doesn't go on the exactly. board. Mm -hmm. You know, and that Steve yeah. Four from Office Max was like, he goes, uh, he took a bite of the scream, and he goes, Ray, I was putting the sandwich to my mouth, and I realized I haven't <laughs> swallowed what was in my mouth. You know, yeah. and I said, that's it. That's the level we go for. That phrase okay. right there that Donnie said was what we do. We'll go in the kitchen for 10 hours. We'll try for something, come up with nothing. Does Great anybody sandwich. think that way 
in food service, especially in, in quick food service like this. It's hard I'm, to say. I'm serious. I, I mean, know, there's so much that is is about either at a you know we're talking about price or the amount. Yeah. I mean, there's everything yeah. but like yeah. What's the ta- what's it taste like? We're expensive. We're ten dollars yeah. a sandwich in Erie. That's yeah. expensive. Yeah. Anywhere yeah. else, not expensive. But it's the best ten dollars you're going to spend today. Yeah. And if mm. it's not, I'll switch it out. I'll, I'll, I'll maybe maybe take a bite of one of our sandwiches and you're like, eh, that's okay. Well, that's just because it's not for you, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But it's a delicious sandwich. Like, that is a delicious sandwich. Right. And you're not going to eat till dinner. You eat a sandwich for us with tater tots and a drink yeah. and a sandwich, and you're good till dinner. You're not, like, looking for something at 3 o'clock. That's you're, right. like, still, like, I've, I've had enough. It, good. It, well, and it's it, it's actually rare that you don't take the second half home with you. you yeah. Know? Yes. yeah. Because exactly. Absolutely. Like a, You've got to be really famished. I tell people <laughs> that for me, and I'm a big dude, when I eat a full sandwich, it, I'm just uncomfortable. Not yeah, to mention, yeah, I don't eat tater tots yeah. or anything with it. Right. But when I would eat a full sandwich, yeah. I'm at the uncomfortable point when I finish that sandwich. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about the sandwiches yeah. and why. First off, what is the deal with the whole art thing and the, you know, and naming them after paintings and so on? You want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I for, uh, <laughs> you're looking at <laughs> well, me like I said no. Well, well the like, great oh, part is the one we tell. His um. His brother and, and his wife, his brother's wife, are, are artists. Okay, so they, okay. they do a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've always, I've always kind of felt like local artists in any area don't get enough rep, you know, enough rep. They don't get enough, you know, opportunity to show off their stuff. Um, and my ex-wife, her father, Clem, was the uh, head of the art department at Erie, Erie Times. Sure, sure. So there's all this art that goes on in what we do, and it was just kind of the perfect name to pick Picasso's. You know, it's kind because of like, because of Picasso, you know what I mean? Sure, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And uh, like my brother, Howard Stoltz, like he's very prolific, does a lot. I mean, we sell his stuff. It hangs in yeah, our... He sells a lot of stuff He there. sells a lot of stuff there. And he has great paintings. And he's not crazy. Like when we had the old store, they were like $300 for paintings and things. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like how he sells his stuff for like $50, mm-hmm. you know, 40 or $50. It's amazing art. It dresses up goes, a nice room. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's like, I want someone to hang it on their wall. Yeah. I want to be like so that someone can come and go, hey, that's affordable. I, that's, I love that. And yeah. there's so many paintings. I mean, I have a lot of his paintings hanging on my wall in my house, but I'm always like, ah, you know, like I want to buy. Well, like, and, and, <laughs> and you allow the people, the patrons, yeah. and also the workers who are, who are maybe putting up uh, special signage or whatever. There's a lot of artistic value to that, oh, yes, and then yes. the then the patrons kind of just yeah. go crazy John on, Tan on the, is ta- hanging on the some tables. Art there. Yeah. John Tan's local artist, he's yeah. great, you know, yeah. absolutely. Right. I uh, but but naming the sandwiches, oh, yeah. I think that's ingenious. Um, talk no talk about what which which sam- which sandwiches have lasted the ten years, the test of time. Okay, the Mona Lisa has been our signature sandwich since day one. Yeah. It has been our number one seller every single day we've been open. Which everyone comes back and says Turkey, How's tomato, artichoke carts, baby spinach, pesto mayo, and Havarti cheese. They'll all, That's number one. That's number every one. day we've ever been open. And and they'll go like, No, no, it had to have been this day. The one the with the pepperoncini, which one is that? The the scream. Okay, and that's not number one. No, no. not not even close. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> not even close race. <laughs> I just like, have I just have a you know, particular Go. palate, you know. Ham, right. bacon, cheddar, mac and cheese, and chipotle. Or my favorite is Da Vinci sausage, ricotta cheese raviolis, Alfredo, and provolone. We've yeah. got a, we've got gluten free bread. Everyone, we're on Find My Gluten Free. Yeah, we're like one of the number one places for gluten free because seriously, we care about taste. We care about how it is. Like you come in, you pay ten dollars for a sandwich. Yes, but. You're getting all that caring with mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? Like, it's all the effort of making sure that you go in and it's amazing. We have vegetarian options. We have vegan options that are great. Our vegetarian wrap is one of our best sandwiches. Yeah. It's one of our best. Wow. People come. A friend of mine's a meat eater. I brought him one the other day, and he was literally angry. He was looking at me like I could tell he wanted to punch me in the face because there was no meat on his sandwich. And when he was done with it, he said, that's one of the best sandwiches I've ever eaten. Wow. Tell me about... The cycle. Let's go. Put sure. your business hat on. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about the cycles in Erie. Are there good times and bad times? Are there is winter better than summer? Summer better than winter? How does that all fly? Winter, for winter you guys? is not good in Erie. People don't like to go out of their car or anything yeah. like that. So, which we have a pickup window yeah. and an app coming. Yeah, exactly. So pretty soon you can order on our app and pick up at our window, and you don't have to get out of your car. You yeah, know, like, I was I was going to ask too if uh, this whole delivery craze has affected you guys a bit. Not really. I mean, you. 
the the hidden story about that is it's it's difficult to be on that. If you look on there, like those, a DoorDash, yeah, or, or, or Uber Eats or, or whatever, Eats, yeah. yeah, all those places, they came in like gangbusters and they've kind of fizzled out because it's too expensive for restaurants to work with them. It's, they want thirty percent. They want thirty percent of your cut of my yes. cut. I sell and, it and for you ten dollars. You can't no. upcharge. Can't up your charge, so no. I can't make that. If my sandwich is ten dollars, I can't sell it for thirteen on DoorDash. I have to sell it for ten dollars, and that three dollars goes to them. I pay three or four dollars for the ingredients because I use good ingredients. Right. So like one slice of my bread is sixty cents. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I yeah. use good bread and yeah. I use good ingredients. And you're going to take three dollars that, and then on top of that, you're going to tax. The person who's buying it, so you get thirty percent from me, and then you tax them four dollars. So yeah. now my sandwich costs them fourteen dollars, oh seventeen dollars, and I'm putting my sandwich in someone else's hand to get it to you. Yeah, You've seen me. YouTube yeah. where they just eat people's fries, and you're <laughs> right. like, you're like looking at an Uber Eats guy, and he's like drinking out of the side but of did, your milkshake. But did you, did you ever have uh, the the customer say, "We really would love for you to deliver"? Because I remember t- having conversations with you, Donnie, about you know different delivery things, and, yeah. and that that model way before the, uh, the pandemic was out there. Okay, yeah, we talked about it in several different times, and actually downtown here toward uh, toward the end of our run there, we did deliver to certain places close by the restaurant. Um, it's just very cumbersome. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of cost involved in it, and again, it's. It's hard so, to do. So it. some, summer is better than winter. Oh, definitely. Um, was there a point where, where you you saw some kind of leveling off of the popularity of the brand, or has it always been consistent growth? So it's been consistent growth for, I don't know how many. I mean, well, you've opened for ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but until um, until well, the pandemic. Until after the, pandemic, the third yeah. year, like we 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 did pretty decent first three years, and then there was a. 18% increase year after year for the next four years. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it, was, it was pretty good. Yeah. And then we That's came in. more than pretty good. We yeah. came into downtown. Yeah. You know, we, did a, we did a shop downtown, and uh, it, wasn't our, it wasn't our scene, but we learned a lot. You know, yeah. like we learned tons of things from opening downtown. And I think it all comes back, when you ask us questions about, like, delivery, and it all comes back to the quality of our food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like... Tell me the last time you had delivery where you were like, this is outstanding. Right. <laughs> right. When's the last time? Just yeah. Maybe happen. pizza. Maybe. And that's yeah. because. Well, pe- I, don't, I don't ever because I want it hot <laughs> yeah, out of that. Exactly. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not as good as yeah. if you go to John's. You yeah. know what I mean? And go to John's go and Everett and get a slice. It's not as good mm-hmm. as if you get it delivered or DoorDash or anything else. Right. It all falls back. That's why on. if you look on their app now, it's all chain stores. Mm-hmm. There's no more it, than pop. It, it's really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The um, so okay, so uh, about a year or so ago, uh, you guys went to the larger location. What what precipitated that? Needed the space. Well, there's the fact that the walk-in cooler in our new place is the size of our entire kitchen in our old place. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I okay. couldn't add one more ingredient. Like Donnie does, you know. I'm the pretty face. Donnie does all the work, and he couldn't add one more no, nothing ingredient yeah. on the line. If you add one more ingredient on the top of the line, you'd have to take something from the bottom of the line and put it down there. Yeah, and this is using great creativity from too. the bottom of the line to the back room. So now every time you need something, you got to have the back room for it. We couldn't add one more thing. Yeah. Wow. You know, so he does all the operation stuff, and for him, it's a logistical nightmare. nightmare. Like you were in this tiny closet. You have storage because all those cups, you know, yeah. have to go oh, somewhere. Sure. All the lids, all the foils, all the all bread, there, all the bread. All, I mean, everything in there. There's a case of it back there, and if you would take that case and stack them up and make a cube, that cube would be half of the store. Wow. Yeah. So we had shelves up to the ceiling, you know, mm-hmm. like up around the entire perimeter. You know, it was. And no matter how many shelves they added, I still wasn't happy. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever run out? Run was, out what? Like. Hey, we have to. You, you've heard these stories recently, where people are saying we're out of X. So when we and first, we close our doors once we once we hit Jay Leno, right? So we hit yes. the Jay Leno show, and then they show that clip on the Today Show the next day. Yeah, and everybody's on fire. You know, everyone's oh, talking yeah. about Picasso's now. All of you wants to know how it happened, and so uh, we ran out of turkey. Okay, right, because we bought all the turkey that we could get from curtsy right all the turkey they had because we came out swinging you know like like oh yeah no big deal 
Now we need all the turkey you have because we have a line every day. So I'm, I'm walking through the restaurant and this turkey's coming off the slicer. And I look at it, I go, what is that? And it's coming off in one slab, like falling like a tree in the wood. I'm like, what is that? And he goes, it's wow. turkey. This kid, he doesn't know any better. I go, yeah. that's, not, that's, that's not our turkey. What is that? I literally took it and lifted it up and like shook it. I'm like, what is this? We had bought there's grades of meat. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. We bought yeah. all the grade of meat on our level that we would. That we won't go any lower than this right, grade of meat. Yeah. And they subbed us out uh, to Butterball or whatever the right, whatever right. the the next grade down turkey was. Mm -hmm. And Donnie was like, "Don't ever do that again." Exactly. Yeah, yeah. As soon as we found out, we're like. I don't, I don't know who you have to tell. I don't care how you have to put it in there, but we do not sub ingredients. If we don't have an ingredient, yeah. we don't make the sandwich. And that's our number one sandwich, the Mona Lisa. We couldn't make it for two weeks. Is that right? Yeah. And, and someone comes in, and they would say, hey, I want a Mona Lisa. Because they're like, oh, I need it. I say, we can't sell it. Yeah. They're like, why? I said, because we can't get good enough turkey. And that right there made our street cred. Sure. Right. Because... If Thank if we you. can't make it the way we're going to make it. That's what right. they would say. They would say, yeah. thank you. Thank you for not serving me an amazing sandwich and then giving me trash a week later. Wow. You know, and that that is we have those things because we won't. If we didn't have the ravioli, we didn't make the Da Vinci. We mm -hmm. didn't make that for how long? Yeah, for two months. For two months. You we didn't have the ravioli. They have wow. raviolis. Sure, you can put any crap. Yeah. yeah. Ravioli. It's normal ravioli. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Chef Boyardee makes a great ravioli. No. No. <laughs> not ours. Yeah, not ours. Oh exactly. Gosh. So we won't do it. Now, when you're talking about the pandemic, like we no longer yeah. have chips because they'd be like, oh, we have regular chips this time. We have salt and vinegar this time. We, it wasn't consistent. Seriously. So the new place, we put in fryers and we just, just went with right. it. As far as running out of stuff, I don't run out. Yeah. I, so you, you say I know you how to order. Fryers. You're making your own yeah, french fries. No, no tater tots. 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 The tater yeah. tots. So we have yes. amazing tater tots. Any of the sauces that come on the sandwich, you get one as a dipping sauce for your tots. So if you love the Mona Lisa, you can get that. If you love the scream, you can get the yeah. hot ranch. Like it's it's next level. And we only put tots in our fryer. So you know you go to other restaurants around here yeah. and they serve like um, fish or chicken fish or, or chicken yeah. or they serve like uh, what's the Twinkie the deep fried Oreos right. yeah, yeah. you yeah. can kind of taste it taste yeah. it and with that. ours now we're, wow. we're purists like that's it we do tots and that's it we do them better than anyone else and that's the deal the, <laughs> just story come to me this lady says uh, says uh, hey are you the man the owner and I said yeah and in my head, I'm going, great. You know, like, <laughs> ah. You know, you're like, you ever get that Can I question? duck under the yeah, counter? Yeah, exactly. A lot. <laughs> what did they do? Uh -huh. So she goes, I want to tell you a story. I said, okay. She's standing there with her husband, and she goes, I, uh, I want to tell you a story. I came here like a week ago, and I got two half sandwiches, one for me and one for my husband. And on the way home, I took a bite of mine. And uh, I go, okay. That was good. She goes, it was so good that I ate all of it and his oh, half a sandwich. I go, oh, yeah? I go, how'd that turn out to looking at him? And he goes, she didn't tell me. I go, what? <laughs> she goes, she goes, yeah. She goes, I got home. That exact day, he comes home and says, hey, because they're foodies. And he says, there's a new sandwich shop at the mall. We got to go check it out. It's called Picasso's. And she goes, really? Yeah, that's interesting. We should go check that place out. Right? So then they go back wow. and they try and come to Picasso's and it was too late one night. It was 9 o'clock. We already closed. It yeah. Was during the winter and then, uh, or during time. We already closed, whatever. And um, she, there, he kept talking about it. He goes, kept talking about it. Every day talking about Picasso's. Wow. When are we going to Picasso's? And we were driving here and I couldn't take the guilt anymore. And I just I said, she goes, guilt. he goes, I can't wait for this. He goes, I ate your sandwich. She goes, what? Wait, what, what do you mean you ate my sandwich? Your sandwich. I ate your sandwich. He goes, what are you talking about? Goes, I've already been to Picasso's. I bought you a sandwich. And oh, I ate it on the way word. home and just confessed to him, right? She was like, I only had to make it like another mile and I would have been oh, fine. I gosh. couldn't take it. The guilt made me. Yeah. hilarious. So exactly. We've got this fan base. And God bless our fans. Like oh, they, absolutely. They live and breathe Picasso's, mm -hmm. you know. And I, mm -hmm. I mean, we wouldn't be where we are without them. And, I mean... Absolutely. Like again, it's seldom that I have such a story that we got to go ninety minutes with. But for for you boys, I tell you what, 
this is this is fun stuff. You get what you pay for, John. (laughs) Exactly right. Eight one four six seven nine ten eighty. Yeah, you're kidding. I wouldn't do this. I I wouldn't do this for free. free, Joel. Come on. (laughs) Okay. The the face alone is worth (laughs) the price of gold. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We we kind of heard some of the origin story of you guys. Some of the origin story of the shop. Um, We we found out that capacity was an issue. Uh, and the pandemic kind of gave you that opportunity to say, "Let's build our square footage up." Right? Yeah, I mean, right. when you moved over, uh, so a, tell 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 the folks exactly where you are now. Okay, we are outside of the Mill Creek Mall. Some people will know it as the old Mellon Bank Building. Okay, kind of set up there by itself. It was a drive-through and everything like that. So kind of in between Men's Warehouse and where uh, the old Bonton was, or where Boscoff's is. We just kind of sit out in the middle of the parking lot there. The right by building. the new Planet Fitness. Yeah, right by the new Planet Fitness. There's a V's Barbershop on one end of our building as well, which is a great neighbor. He's Brad's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Did, did, did you get much more into the design of the space on this go-round as opposed to maybe when you first opened the shop 10 years ago? <laughs> go ahead, Doc. <laughs> we walked into a Jamaican sandwich shop when we bought the old place. Yeah. Okay, so we had to tear everything out of there the walls were red and blue and green and all these fancy colors and they had this wall set up in front and we had to tear all that down and stuff like that so wow this new place uh, i mean i think ray did a lot of the you know some of the ideas that went into it mm-hmm. um well as far as like design i mean it's got like um it's got like a banksy on the wall zoomed in yeah. it's got like uh giant john tan howard stoltz as the tree on fire with it which is huge mm-hmm. on the inside so the uh, the inside was kind of mine as far as a setup for the kitchen it was like me yeah. matt and donnie yeah. we must have rearranged that thing a hundred times is that right exactly yeah. trying to get it right we're still kind of working on it because we want capacity you know what i mean like if we're full running on all cylinders we want to be able to you know we're not fast food but we still want to get you your food in like you know 12 to 15 minutes how, how does it work again people need to understand that the uh that the sandwiches are what, what do you press. call that they're pressed. panini press yeah panini press sandwich yeah they're yeah. all grilled or heated yeah and and so is there i mean people have seen maybe the founder you know the the, the ray Kroc mm-hmm. story or whatever you know the lines that the the mcdonald's brothers uh, created and the the time i mean how how intricate does all that get to you guys as far as a back line a front line and all that stuff well we take the order up at the counter now okay okay and then everything comes on kitchen screens in the back okay uh, there's uh, monitors and everything like that. Okay, okay. so yeah. it tells the, the, the so you have like a point of sale or a yeah, point of sale sure. sends it back to the, the sends kitchen it back to the and screen. They, they read the screen and create the food and it just kind of works in an assembly line type of way. Um, each person kind of has their role to fill in it. And honestly, I mean, I don't think people realize that. It is an art form to make our sandwiches. I mean, that's kind of part of the, the concept is, I mean, you're not just throwing product on there. Mm-hmm. We do it in a per, in a way that has to be done the way we do it, okay? A lot of the sandwiches have to be built a certain way because of just the way the way that the sandwich, um, the, the ingredients on there are going to present themselves and even in just in taste and everything else. And so we get an employee who will make it incorrectly. I'm like, who told you to do that? And they're like, what do you mean? I said, that's not how we make that sandwich. I'm like, why? I said, because you don't own Picasso's. <laughs> okay. Well, and, you make it a certain way. It, well, it's it's you like guys this. that are really high touch on the quality control oh, sure. thing. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. But, like, when you're, for example, if you put, like, something on the bottom, like you put tomato on bread, right? It's yeah. going to be soggy. You soggy, know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a specific order in which you put things on we a sandwich. Them that way for So reasons. that everything works the way it should work. And when you cut it in half, it works the way. It doesn't all fall apart. I mean, we've built them every which way to get it right. Yeah. And Do you feel that customers just kind of settle in this era that we live in because of there's not enough people to work and it, it takes a long time and everything's expensive? I feel like like expectations have lowered so sure. much as a consumer. Yes. Bacon was $60 a case. It's now, what was it at the uh, one? <laughs> it was over $120. $120. Double. Yeah. And now you can't like double the price of your sandwich because right. all the ingredients right. doubled. But it's come back down since then. But it, during the there's pandemic, there's times where it was just like outrageous. Yeah. I mean, you buy a case of cups and it's 150 dollars, where it used to be 75. I, I I'm hearing today that there's complaints about I can't find lids and cups oh, yeah. and straws and blah 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 blah. blah. Oh, we have our own personal warehouse. We, now. we say this. Yeah, actually, we, we do. We bought. We 
I said, Donnie, I don't want to run out for three months. So I bought it. Buy it. So instead of just in time, it's just in case. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, we have these, we had cups that had our logo on them, plastic cups with crosses on them, you know, and we came out. That's what we're going to do. I said, hey, we need more cups. And the guy goes, 18 months. I said, 18 months. (laughs) I said, I mean, and we spend, you know, I don't know how much is it. We buy 25 cases at a time. Yeah, 25 cases. How much is a case? A hundred bucks. So, you know, we're spending 2,500 bucks. You know, it's three grand. Like, it's 3,000. We we buy a hundred cases. And he said, uh, yeah, that's 18 months. I gave you, another guy buys, you know, a thousand cases. And yeah. he's 18 months. Yeah, they, they can't even service months. their bank account. He yeah. gave, he gave, he yeah. gave yeah. me the he's like, service. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, you're a good customer. Yeah. Come in. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And we... Uh, do, you, do you get any sense as business people that that we might see the end, the light at the end of the tunnel with some of these supply chain things? No. I don't. That's that's really discouraging yeah, to me. Yeah. Oh, my I mean, God. I, because I yeah, feel everything's like going to be fine. Of, it's fine. We're all good. No, well, no like, we're all in this together, but right. sometimes it's this has got to get fixed. So perfect example, right, our, our chips. We had kettle cooked chips. We got them in a small bag. And, that, and again, you, you kind of brought the whole gourmet chip thing yeah. to the market, yeah, I right. think. Yeah, you see them everywhere now. Yeah. We never saw them anywhere until right. we had them. Right. And we were their biggest account, like – They'd drop off cases and cases of chips to us. But the bottom line is if I'm a potato chip company and I make my most money on our regular chips and these specialty chips, I don't sell them to very many places. I'm going to move all my guys because I don't have people to work. I'm going to move them to the line where I make the most money, and that line gets run once a week instead of every day like it used to. Listen to this, Joe. And so that kind of stuff is what – is those reasons – between that and shipping and everyone's having the same issues yeah our chip rep he came to me one day and he said listen the reason you're having such a problem is that we asked our employees that left to come back to just work in the warehouse now we're talking about lifting chips which are mostly air (laughs) forty dollars an hour and no one no one bit yep and uh curtsy curtsy their their management like the the owners of Curtsy were working in the warehouses. Exactly. I walked in there. Yeah, I'm hearing those stories uh, all yeah. over the place. Yeah, you're talking about the owners, like right. One Loading step down from the out. owner, right. it's got jeans on and a t-shirt on, and he's loading trucks because exactly. someone's got to do it. Yeah. But they're a local company too. Yeah. I you mean, know, and when you you talk about like quality of food, and you know, it's like McDonald's doesn't have a problem with like margin. Right, they get buns, but they own the bun company. Right. They right. own the cows. They own the slaughterhouse. They own whatever. When you're talking about getting a burger for a dollar, what is that made out of? Mm. I mean, honestly, like number one, it doesn't rot. We've all seen the videos. Like this, mm. this is a McDonald's sandwich that's been sitting there. This is the eighth year I've taken pictures of this thing, and it looks identical. It's, it's not us, man. You know what I mean? We yeah. we have to charge. Local companies have to charge a premium because they buy from Kersey. They don't own the bread company. How is the Erie consumer? Is he, uh, again, uh, I'm not looking for, you know, smiley faces. You sure but, you want to hear uh, this? Well, I mean, sure you want to go does, the, does, the, does the Erie consumer support local Erie enterprise? Well, let me just say this. Back right before COVID, he and I went out on the street. And we went to all these local places. Right as COVID was hitting. Yeah. We went out on the street. It was early in like February, March. And we just went out and we hit all these local places. We tried the food. We did these videos. We talked to the owners. Oh, we wow. did a bunch of stuff just to promote, just eat local because we don't, these people don't have like corporate staff and everything else. They, they need, they need your support more than ever, especially during the, the winter months. Okay. Imagine, so, imagine Domino's going to, Pizza Hut and going, hey, these guys make a good buy. Yeah, you should yeah. eat them. Yeah. That's yeah. what we did. That's what we did. That's, for, that's what we yeah. did. We went in front of all these local, all Five of our days. competition. Yeah. yeah, everyone. We went the Thai eatery. We went to uh, the Gem City Diner. Virgil's we went play. To Virgil's play. We went to all these places and did videos, long Even videos. Pop Luck. Yeah, Pop Luck. All of them did nice. videos. Eat local. Eat local. Eat local. Because if we're really talking, if we're really talking, Erie's a chain town. Yeah. They love their chains. Yep. I mean, Erie loves their cheddars, their Olive Gardens, mm-hmm. there's those. And what we really try and preach, which we're going to do another video series here soon, mm-hmm. is if you love Virgil's plate, you better eat them. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, you better eat them. When you're deciding on where you should go, 
yes, you will pay $5 more to go to a local restaurant. And how many times do you eat out a month? Four times a month, that's $20. 20 times 12, that's $120, $140. You're talking about $140. Would you pay $140 right now to keep the, the place you like to get pizza the most in business? Right. Everybody in this room would say, yeah, I'd give $140 sure. to keep them alive. But when it's paying five extra dollars for a pizza, when you can go to Little Caesars, you're going to go to Little Caesars. Yeah. How much of that, though, Donnie, is this top of mind, the relentless branding from like a Little Caesars vis-a-vis a Virgil's Play? It's hard for them to compete when, when, when the you brand can't. is everywhere. Right. You know? I you mean, just don't have the advertising dollars to do it. So you have to just, you, you have to have what we have, and that's this cult following of people. This grassroots, you know, group that just continually, every time you see them, they're like, oh, my God, I love Picasso's. You know, that's top of mind. But know? right now, we were named the uh, we were named the number one road trip destination by Yelp last year. That's yeah. amazing. In Pennsylvania. So mm-hmm. if you're going to drive through Pennsylvania, the number one place you need to stop is Picasso's. Right. Completely humbling. Amazing. Exactly. I cannot believe it. And, and has that led some folks to come? Sure. Of course. And when you're yeah. on. when Yeah, they read it and they go, oh, yeah. my gosh, we had to try it out. Try and it I out. would probably say, are we saying like 40% of our business right now is out of town? Yeah. Which tells me wow. people in Erie aren't eating out. They're not eating out as much. Yeah. And when you go to the gas station and you put $100 in your tank mm. and you used to put $60 in your bank, now you're thinking about your money. Yeah. You know, three years ago, you filled up your tank and you weren't thinking about your money. But going to the gas station and thinking about it, it makes everyone question how they're spending their money. Right. You know, even if it's not, if it's $40 extra for the tank, it's not breaking anyone. Well, 40 times four, you know what I mean? Right. It's, yeah. you know, $160 extra a month. That's $160 of your mad money that's gone. And it just brings what you're spending to the front of mind. So now mm-hmm. you're thinking, hmm, maybe I don't want, you know, Doritos. Maybe I'll get the off-brand. Maybe, right. uh, you know, we are going to go out. The, maybe we'll go to Taco Bell because mm-hmm. it's, you know, has a dollar menu or those things. Right. And I'm not, I'm not downing chains. I eat right. at chains as well. But you have to really think about it. If you love your local places, you, you better, better support them. Yeah. You better support them because they don't have. And this is what we said in those videos. Uh, like, I don't know who we use, but Taco Bell, they don't care about a bad month. You know what I mean? Well, Some uh, other uh, yeah. local place, yeah. that could be their last could month. Could be their yeah. last month. You know well, what we're mean? seeing that Dominic's is fixing Yeah, Dominic's closed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, there's so many of these landmarks. Sure. Mm-hmm. And again, you guys have become a landmark. Ten years yes. uh, at the mall. It's it's remarkable. All right. Um, we we got another present, gift card. I have card. a present for you first. Uh, well, we got another gift card to give away. Okay, and, you need the gift but, card. Okay. Well, here's your present. Uh, I, I, uh, uh, let me open the present here. Nice. Like I said. Oh, uh, Picasso's <laughs> T-shirt. Thank you, brother. Wear proudly, sir. I but. shall, of course. All right. So um, I've got a trivia question. Okay. Uh, let's, let's see if we can uh, remind uh, listeners of which sandwich – has the pepperoncinis? Is it only one that have the pepper? Yeah. Is it only one that has uh, the- sausage and pepper? Sof- sausage and pepperoncini. Sausage, pepperoni, pepper jack, and hot ranch. What's that? Okay, sound? which and one it pepper. is? And again, yeah. it's a one-word title. It's a one-word title. Uh, call us now. I'm going to take caller number two at eight. Well, I'll, I'll take the first caller that get, has it right. Eight one four six seven nine ten eighty. Which sandwich at Picasso has the pepperoncini and the and the sausage? Uh, it's a it's a hot one. It may make you make an explanation. Uh, ex- what am I trying to say, Shane? Anyway, it, exclamation. Ex- exclamation here. You know, boy, oh boy, it's a you guys got me. Picasso's gift card on the line, <laughs> yeah, people. This is serious. Picasso gift card. It's life changing. Exactly. <laughs> it's life changing. Let's uh, let's grab the call. Hey, you're caller number one. Uh, do you know the answer to which which uh, Picasso sandwich uh, has the pepperoncini and the sausage in it? Hello. You lost her. Oh, she's hating. What is it? Well, I couldn't hear that. Say it again. Maybe they're not hearing me. I, I thought it was working just fine, but uh, yeah, can can you hear me? Okay. 
How about now? Can you hear me? Hello. Do you have the answer to our question? Yeah, it's not working. Uh, <laughs> why don't we Why don't we put it on on Facebook, Shane, and and see? So uh, we, the next caller. We, we could try one more caller here at eight one four six seven nine. 1080. I thought I had everything working just fine, but I can't see technology. To, you know, it's it's Natalie and and uh, tr oh, trying to have an old dog learn new tricks. Um, I thought you were all tech savvy, Joel. I I kind of am, but uh, thank you for the gift. I really feel like it's and and Donnie, we've talked about this for years right. about you know eerie eerie's future. Yep. How do people make a way in this? environment you know we're dealing with population loss we're dealing with um you know our kids moving away some of us and and you know and the risk taking it takes to start a business and again for you ray it, it feels like it's like a it's kind of rolls off you know like uh off of duck's back you know water off of duck's back i just want to make another business you know i mean that's kind of part of your thing sure. but it it comes with so much risk and there's you know you, you swing for the fences not every ball goes over the fence. No. I couldn't tell you. Like, that's why when you buy a franchise, you're not buying the recipes. You're buying the mistakes. Right. Like, they've, they've tried they figured out all the mistakes. Yeah, they've tried everything. They've yeah. tried this. They've tried a Fiesta bar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. you know, someone yeah. gets a Wendy's, and yeah. they're like, let's do a Fiesta bar. And then no. they're like, no, don't do that. You know what I mean? Remind people again uh, what some of the fun stuff that you're doing for your tents. Okay, so we're going to give away T-shirts. We're going to give away some free food. You know, sandwiches, tater tots, and, and drinks. Um, we have one person both days that's going to win free Picassos for the entire year. Wow. All right. So 52 free meals exactly. come in once a week. Nice. That's the you coveted prize. Yeah. So tell me about the the goal, the, the aspiration of we want to be the Starbucks of sandwiches. Where is that at these days? Mm. Uh, it's, it hasn't changed. It hasn't moved. Know. Like, we... I mean, the aspiration of opening like a hundred stores, like we're the first guys, you know, someone will come yeah. in and give us a couple million bucks, we'll take it and then we'll bow out and they'll put 10 million of their own money in, open 20 of us and then they'll sell it for $50 million. You know what I mean? Like that's basically how change start. Like we could put in all the effort. I mean, I don't know if you noticed, but we're getting a little long in the tooth. Yeah. You sure. know what I mean? So it's like for us, we're not that guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're Well, no, I mean, but this is, we, we had a conversation with the center of family business. Uh, up at a, a Baron, they just opened this thing okay. because so many of these homegrown businesses become where they, you know, where there's no succession plan, or the kids don't want to get the kids don't want to take the, or they're not equipped to take the ball, yeah. and so they sell to a venture capitalist or, some, or not venture capitalist, but some mm -hmm. kind of uh, a person who's going to bundle these businesses together. And then they'll sell to yeah. a big, yeah. a big hedge, yeah. hedge fund uh, investor, yeah. and and then all of the local control and then all of the local flavor goes away, of and course. it just becomes a chain. So how do you? I mean, why can't we be the Oak Park, Illinois? You know that that's the, the you know the headquarters for McDonald's. Right. I mean, you know what what would it take for you guys to say? You know what? You know, I think we could do one of these in, in Shady Side, or you know, do one of these in State College. So, do uh, you want the honest answer? I do. I I make easier money in other ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have real estate. We own. Um, this is not. This is not this a is, path to no, easy money. No, I've got generators that that are much easier for me to do than this. And it's like, if you want to do this, I need someone who wants to go in, has a lot of spunk. Me 20 years ago and said, let's just take this thing. Let's just do it. Yeah. And I will say, yeah, find a couple God investors and on. go for it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Nail it. Because yeah, you will. Picasso's in any other city. Especially college towns. College towns. And you put Picasso's in Pittsburgh and you will never have to work again. Yeah. But yeah. I don't want to do it, man. State college. Know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you got to go there. You got to live there while you do it. And I mean, I've got. You know, well, you don't want the daily grind, but is there exactly. a way to configure it so that you're the expert, right. oh. you're the consultant? Sure. You could I do mean, consulting. You could do that, but the bottom line is every time you do that, it's not as good. Right. You, ever eat, um, uh, you ever eat Melt in Cleveland? 
No. Yeah, Melt, right? So Melt is a gourmet grilled cheese shop. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. They're yeah. good. They're not great. I mean, I loved them before we opened ours, and then I went back a couple times. I'm like, it's too bready. You know, now that yeah, I'm like, yeah, now yeah. that sandwiches is what I do, yeah. I'm like, yeah, this, that, the other thing, a couple things. Like, it's hard to eat. You know, it's mm-hmm. a mess. Yeah. Same way with Permantis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they I, got bought by investors. Yeah, they, but if yeah, you yeah. go downtown to the original one, it's great. It's, it's still amazing. I've got to leave it there. Okay. Gentlemen, you 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 warned me you could talk, hey. and you came through. That's right. We filled your hour and a half for you. Ray Stoles, Donnie Wisniewski, Picasso's Erie. Check them out. They're celebrating their 10th anniversary this weekend. You've been listening to The Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from TalkErie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at TalkErie.com. <laughs>